Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings, networking experts. I hope you feel like you are much more knowledgeable about networking since we've been talking about this topic all month. And today I want to kind of wrap things up with the concept of being a networking barnacle, which is a concept I've talked about before on the podcast. And I also want to kind of review and hit the high points that we've talked about this month, kind of bring it all into focus together. So today I really want to focus on the concept of quid pro quo, giving as much value as you get in these networking meetings. And I think especially when you are you know, 22, 23 years old, it's hard for you to understand what value you have to give. But I promise if you're just present with that networking conversation, you will be able to give as much value as you get. So I think it's really easy also for us to think, you know, I'm asking somebody to help me get a job. I'm asking them to introduce me to someone who could hire me or could interview me or who could in turn introduce me to someone who could give me a job. And that feels really important to us, especially if we're unemployed or we're desperately miserable in our current job. And we don't think that there's anything that's on par in value with that. But I promise if you will just listen, you will be able to give value. And I'm talking specifically in this situation about one-on-one networking meetings. I hope I haven't confused you this month with kind of switching back and forth between one-on-one networking meetings, networking events, and then events where networking is a possibility, like a professional association meeting or something like that. But today we're talking specifically about, I'm setting it up as a 30-minute coffee date with someone. So you've agreed to meet at, uh, at Lucky Goat or at Red Eye Coffee here in Tallahassee or where whatever is popular, Starbucks or whatever is popular where you're at. And here's what I want you to do. I first of all want you to make the first 20 minutes of the conversation about them. So again, the tendency for us is we're very focused on ourselves. We all tend to be a little bit um, self-centered and self-absorbed. And we think, okay, I got to go first. I got to get mine out. Mine's got to be important, more important than anything I can offer them. But the fact of the matter is if you're patient and you let them go first, they're going to be more than willing to help you when it comes your turn. So you're going to ask good questions. Tell me what's going on in your work right now. What challenges are you facing? What skill are you having to use the most? I like that one because I think it usually makes people chuckle. Um, what, uh, what's the work environment like? Uh, how well did your education prepare you for this job? What are you working on now? What big project have you got in the, coming up in the future? And then you, you can ask any of those prompting questions. And then as they speak... If you listen, you're going to be able to provide value in some way. You're going to be able to provide value because you have a best practice you can recommend to them. Have you tried this? Have you implemented this? Or you're going to know somebody who might be really able to help them in some capacity, depending on what their situation is. Or you are, at very least, just a really good listening ear because a lot of times people don't have someone who's kind of knowledgeable about what they do, knowledgeable about their field, but isn't in their employer and isn't in their company so that they can actually talk to this person, they can communicate and not worry about, you know, what's going to get back to whom. So just being that listening ear, if nothing else, if you feel like I don't have any expertise to give this person, I can at least be a good listening ear. 
And then, and I've talked about this a million times, I feel like, so I, I, you know, probably, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse, but probably for you, it's really cementing this in. And that is when it's your turn, that next, that last 10 minutes, you want to have a very specific ask for this person. You want to say, hey, I see from LinkedIn that you're connected to Sue Smith at ABC Company. And ABC Company is one of the primary employers that I'm interested in working for. Would you be willing to make an introduction of, of Sue Smith and me? You know, would you be willing to introduce us on LinkedIn? Would you be willing to shoot an email out? Would you be willing to pick up the phone and call her? Would you be willing to facilitate a meeting in person with us? You know, whatever the situation is, it's going to depend on a couple of things. How well do you know this networking contact? How much do you want this next step, this thing that you're asking them for? And, you know, what is your schedule and what are your realities as well? And so put all of that together and kind of decide, okay, the best thing is to ask them for an email introduction. Or the best thing is to say, hey, will you, you know, send an, an email recommendation to this person? I'm, I, I'm interviewing with them next week. Would you be willing to send in an, a recommendation to me? So give them a very specific ask. And this really is based on your homework that you do on LinkedIn about who they're connected to and who they know and where they've worked and all of those kind of things. And then number three, follow up. So because you've asked for something specific, then the next day or later that same day, you can send them an email and thank them for their time and say, really looking forward to meeting Sue Smith. I look forward to your introduction. So whatever they said they would do for you, you're reinforcing it in that email so that you're kind of serving as a reminder. So that's how to not be a networking barnacle, how to be in a symbiotic networking relationship. I want to hit some of the other high points from this week as well, or this month rather, as well for you, so that we kind of bring it all together. So we first talked about why networking is so stinking important. And I touched on the fact that 75% of the jobs are in the hidden job market. So you're missing three out of every four jobs if all you're doing is looking at job boards. We're also, we also talked about the value of networking for other things in your life because really networking extends far beyond your professional work and your job search and it extends to finding service providers, um, getting good recommendations on you know all kinds of things from dentists to real estate agents. It can help you find friends and make new friends and even romantic relationships. You also have the ability to kind of toot your horn, develop your branding statement, what you, how you, you know, your elevator pitch, how you present yourself to other people, and kind of get over any of your own stuff around meeting strangers, introducing yourself, talking about yourself, and you get that chance to kind of get out in the community and get known as, as the expert in whatever it is you're the expert in. I also talked about the benefits of the different types of networking. So with that one-on-one -on -one networking that we just talked about and how not to be a barnacle, you really have that chance for a one-on-one -on -one concentrated opportunity to develop a strong relationship with somebody and then follow up with them. With the networking events, you have the opportunity to speak to a lot of people at one time and kind of get a cross-section of the community, lots of different people in lots of different professions. And if you are in some sort of a civic organization with these people, then your networking can also include them having an opportunity to see you in action and see how you interact with others, how you do a task, how you lead others, all of those kinds of things. I also introduced the concept of the Tommy Gunn approach to networking this month and also my approach, which is the bow and arrow approach. So the Tommy Gunn approach is kind of shooting everybody, 
hey, I'm looking for a job. If you think of anything, let me know. And I like a much more strategic approach that begins with the end in mind where you have identified who are the people that can help you with your job search. And again, my program that I teach my clients, Land Your Dream Job, we get very specific on this. They identify their ideal employers. We figure out who in their network can kind of be the first step towards getting to the decision maker in those companies. And then we map out that strategy to have those conversations with them. But you don't, with the Tommy Gun approach, you just don't have much for the person to do for you. They, they haven't been given a specific ask. Vague requests lead to vague results. And with the bow and arrow approach, you can follow up very easily because you've asked for something specific. Last week, I also talked about places to network and how to maximize them. So I really hopefully got you thinking um, differently about the places that you could network at. So Chamber of Commerce networking events, civic club meetings like Qantas and Rotary, the Society for Human Resource Management, which is SHRM, nonprofit fundraisers, as well as organized like community um, organization. So whether it's the you know monthly meeting of the organization or whether it's you going as a uh, service receiver or a volunteer, being involved with community organizations is a great networking opportunity. Affinity groups, so groups where people who get, get together who do the things that you like to do, who like the things you like. Community festivals or events, particularly if you have an opportunity to volunteer at them or in, other, in some other way kind of participate heavily. Organized networking events, we've talked about those. Uh, also churches, so your church or whatever kind of religious establishment you go to, by all means network with the people in that, um, in that church. Professional meetings, so this could be, you know, your whatever kind of society or association you belong to professionally in your association. It could also be some sort of professional development training event that's going on in your community that you go to. Career fairs, whether they're put on by your university, your city, or specific employers or industries in your city, those can be great networking opportunities. And then finally, LinkedIn groups. So getting involved, finding groups, joining them, but then also being an active participant. You don't want to just be a passive observer. And when you go to those network events, set a goal. How many people do you want to meet? Who do you want to meet? Um, what, you know, what is it that you're going there for? What, what will constitute success? Prepare your elevator pitch, the 15 to 30 minutes, or I'm sorry, 15 to 30 seconds, just to tell them a little snippet about yourself. And then if they want to know more, they'll ask. Free up your hands so you can put business cards in one pocket and the ones you collect in another pocket. Position yourself by the food or the drink so that you have a steady stream of people. And make notes immediately on them after you've met them, turn over their business card, make little notes, follow up on LinkedIn and connect with them. And then for those that it is appropriate, set up a one-on-one -on -one appointment with them and further that relationship. So I have given you all my best stuff around networking this month. I hope it has been helpful to you. As always, I want to be your career coach. So write me a question. You can also email me at lisa, and that's L-E-S-A, at exclusivecareercoaching.com. You are welcome to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at lisa, L-E-S-A dot Edwards. And if you'd like to take this further, you can schedule a free 30-minute consult call with me. That is my opportunity to ask you some really deep dive questions about what's going on with either your job search or your career management. We can go in either direction. And I promise you'll walk away from that with at least two really good tips 
to take that thing that you're struggling with or that you're challenged with to the next level. And if I think I can help you further, I'll let you know what that looks like, but there is no obligation. I enjoy speaking with you guys, and a lot of you have reached out to me and scheduled those calls. So keep it up. If you want to know the URL for my calendar, it's in the show notes, and I will see you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.